Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet where I love, well, connecting all things Kansas City. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter, and mom, and probably too old to be calling myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. <laughs> you can learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. Today we are joined by Madison Ross of the Alzheimer's Association and more specifically the Walk to End Alzheimer's. I'm really excited to have Madison on today because I know charitable work is something that's so important in our culture here in Kansas City and what so many people care about. So Madison, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first time doing something like this, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. So tell us about yourself. I assume you're from Kansas City originally. Yes, like most of us are. So how did you, you know, end up working for the Alzheimer's Association and kind of what was your journey to get here? Yeah, so my journey here was kind of twofold. There were kind of two things happening at the same time. So you're correct. I am born and raised in Kansas City. I am a Northlander through and through, but I went off to Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri for college and really found a passion there for making memories. And I loved live events and I loved creating something for people that they carried on through their lifetime. I thought it was so cool. So I ended up managing or uh, majoring in entertainment management. So it was like sports, music, venues, events all combined into one which that then led me to Nashville after graduating. So I'm, I think, a rare few that left Kansas City and came back. I think a lot of people either born and raised love it here and never leave, or they decide they want to get out and do something different and go to another city and never look back. But um, I decided to come back to Kansas City after about four years in Nashville. I loved it down there. loved the live entertainment aspect. Um, but just miss Kansas City and that home feel. I think Kansas City does a really good job of being a large city, but really feeling small and connected and everyone knows everyone. And you're really only a few degrees of separation from getting someone that you need to talk to when you're here, which is really cool and unique to Kansas City, I think. Um, so I ended up coming back here. And when I came back here, got reconnected with the Alzheimer's Association. So I think all that kind of had to happen in my life in order to come back and get connected to where I am now. So my first introduction to the Alzheimer's Association was in college at Missouri State. The sorority that I was in there, our national philanthropy was the Alzheimer's Association. So that was my first intro to them. I started volunteering with them through college, doing fundraisers, getting volunteer hours that way. Um, but at that time, I didn't have a personal connection to, to the disease. I didn't know anyone. It hadn't impacted my family at that point. Um, but I really got introduced to the association and the services that they provide then. And then through my time after moving to Nashville, I since then have had a great grandma and a grandma, both diagnosed with Alzheimer's. One has since passed and the other is currently living with it and is still with us. So with all of that happening in between, when I came back to Kansas City, I got reconnected with the Alzheimer's Association Heart of America chapter that's based here in Kansas City. Um, just fell right back in love with them and the organization and how they support and how heartfelt everything is. So I started volunteering as a committee member right when I moved back. 
and got involved in the walk planning committee planning the walk to end alzheimer's that's an annual fundraiser that you mentioned at the beginning and from there i think i volunteered for a few months and they reached out to me to join staff full-time and come on board which was a complete deviation for what i had done career-wise before so it was really scary, but it's been really cool. I've been here about six months now, and it's the first time I've done something where I can see the impact of the work that I am doing, and I can actually meet people and feel what it ha we are doing as an association and the change that it's making locally and on a nationwide level. So it's been really cool. Like I said, it's a long story, and it's multiple things happening all at once, but um, I'm super thankful for the association and the role they've played in my family's lives and that the role they play in Kansas City and now getting to be a part of it. Sounds like an amazing journey. I am also someone that did move away from Kansas City and then came back, but I did not go somewhere cool like Nashville. I went to like way less cool places in Kansas City. So mad respect for going to Nashville and still coming home. <laughs> Well, Nashville made me fall more in love with Kansas City because I've tried to describe it a few times since coming back and it gets hard to put into words, but Nashville I moved to at the peak of its popularity, it feels like. It's it's a tourist destination. It's the bachelorette capital of the country. Everyone loves it and it is well known, but I feel like Kansas City is on our way there to being a city that's on that level. And so moving to Nashville and seeing what a city can be and a city that feels so similar to Kansas City in a lot of ways... I wanted to be a part of that and I wanted to come back and I wanted to be here through the journey up and then be here whenever Kansas City is peaking and I feel that we are well on our way to that. So it it's like I had to move to Nashville to fall in love with Kansas City so much in a weird way. <laughs> that makes sense. And it's so different from when I was growing up here or maybe I was too young to experience that. I don't know, but it feels like we're really on the precipice of something big for Kansas City. So it's really cool to be a part of. Uh, so you kind of mentioned a personal experience with Alzheimer's before getting involved with the organization. I know I don't. So for those of us that don't know the disease, can you kind of high level it? Um, what is the condition? How prevalent is it? How close are we to a cure? Like what, what should we know about it? Absolutely. I'm going to do my best to not sound too sciencey right now because I feel like I start sounding like a scientist anytime I really get into the details <laughs> and it can get a bit confusing. But Alzheimer's disease is a degenerative brain disease and it's a kind of dementia, but dementia and I think something that's often misconstrued unless you're experiencing it is that dementia is an umbrella term. So Alzheimer's is a specific kind of dementia that causes a slow decline in memory, thinking, reasoning skills. Um, the biggest misconception with Alzheimer's is that it is not a normal part of aging. It is not something that you just get old and you forget where you put your keys or where you set your phone down or forget certain things. It's much more than that. So about one in nine people age 65 and older have Alzheimer's. And then something to make it feel local and really give you a good idea of what we're dealing with here in Kansas City and the Kansas and Missouri side is that 20 U.S. states have recently been determined as a dementia neurology desert which is a big fancy term basically meaning that we are projected by 2025 to have less than 10 neurologists per 10,000 people living with dementia. So we are vastly underserved in this area and Kansas is one of those. So it's really important to realize that you're not just working for a cure with Alzheimer's, you're working also to serve people. It's a very major disease, but it's viewed a lot differently than like breast cancer. I think part is that Diseases like breast cancers or other cancers, a lot of them have had their first survivor. And Alzheimer's has not. We have not had our first survi survivor. We have not found a cure for it yet. 
And it still, I think a lot of times feels very far from us finding a cure, but the exciting news and the glimmer of hope right now is that recently the FDA has approved a drug called Lakembi. I think I'm saying that right. Again, I try not to sound too sciencey, but Lakembi is a treatment for Alzheimer's and it's a drug that is slowing cognitive decline by 27% in those diagnosed. So it's giving people with Alzheimer's not necessarily a cure, which is obviously what we're working for, but it's giving them longer, fuller, healthier lives past the point of diagnosis as opposed to a very stark decline in mental states. So the question of how close we are to a cure is, I think, a, a very broad one, and it's hard to definitively answer. But the good news is, is that we are entering an era of treatment, and that is huge progress on the way to finding a cure. So we're feeling really hopeful as an association right now, and there's a lot of exciting things happening with the treatment of Alzheimer's. Um, but it's a lot to wrap your head around, and there's a lot of facts and statistics I could go into, but that's kind of a brief overview of what it is, how it affects our area, and how prevalent it is. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That's so crazy about the um, kind of the desert for tr for services, because I, you think of Kansas City as such a hotbed of incredible medical facilities and hospitals. Okay. So um, obviously an area people could be investing in. Yeah. So what, what does the organization do for, throughout the year to hit goals? Like, are you trying to hit a certain amount of money you raise per year, like a certain amount of awareness? Like kind of what do you guys strive for year in and year out? Yeah, so I think with all nonprofits, it's obvious that we are trying to fundraise and we do have a number goal that we want to hit as a chapter that changes from year to year. But our major goal is kind of three pronged, one of them being fundraising, but then the other two, one being um, programs, support and education for the population, either living with Alzheimer's, caregivers, um, anyone in the area that is affected by it. And then also advocacy, something that the association does and really strives towards is advocating on a national and a local level. So both at the state capitol in Kansas and state capitol in Missouri and um, advocating for policies that are going to advance Alzheimer's research, treatments, services and support for anyone dealing with it. So it's it's again a loaded question. There's a long list of services that we offer, but the main things that we do um, is that we are the world's largest nonprofit funder of Alzheimer's research. And then we are committed to accelerating the global effort to eliminate Alzheimer's and all other dementia. And through that, a lot of our services are support groups, care consultations. Um, one of my favorite things that we do is we have a social engagement activity called jam sessions. And so it's people that are living with Alzheimer's and caregivers and they get together once a month and just do exactly that. They have a jam session. It's very therapeutic. A lot of times people that are dealing with Alzheimer's while their cognitive decline does go down, they still remember things like playing a guitar, playing drums, playing violin. And so it's a very therapeutic and a good release for them. Um, and it's something that we host as an association. So there's a lot of things like that that we do. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you guys clearly do a lot, do a ton, um, and have a lot of goals that you're trying to hit. So what do you do throughout the year to reach those goals as far as monetary, um, you know, exposure, all that stuff? I know you have the walk, kind of talk about wh what the walk is, um, how people can get involved with that and any other opportunities you have throughout the year. Yes. So the walk is our largest national fundraiser. So we have a walk tend Alzheimer's in Kansas City, but we also have them all over the country. And there are various dates all around the same time. They're all held in the fall. This year, our Kansas City walk tend Alzheimer's is on October 7th, and it's being held at the World War One Museum and Memorial. So it's a beautiful venue. Last year was our first year there, and we're really excited to be back. 
Um, we're growing a lot, as I mentioned. So last year was our biggest walk yet. And I believe we hit around 4,000 people in attendance on walk day at the memorial. So it's obviously a massive site, but it looked beautiful that day. It was filled to the brim, it felt like, and we're excited for this year to be even bigger. We do have other fundraising events throughout the year. Um, we also have another fundraiser that's annual called The Longest Day that's held on summer solstice, and they raise funds for the association and other smaller things of that nature. And then, like I said, we do have goals to get education programs and services out to a certain amount of people each year. So that goes back into the support groups that we host, both in-person and virtual. Um, we do some healthy living conversations, a lot of preventative conversations with um, employers in the downtown area of how to do live a healthy lifestyle and how to prevent the cognitive decline of Alzheimer's. So many opportunities, like it's so fun. Like clearly you guys are like Kansas City, just kind of like building momentum and growing really quickly as well. It, I've heard you refer to kind of the national organization. So this is a national organization with local chapters, correct? Like how big is it? What's special and unique about Kansas City? Or do you kind of replicate the same things in all of these? Yeah, so we are a national organization. We have over 50 local chapters. So we do cover the entire United States. Um, this specific chapter that I am with is the Heart of America chapter. So we service Kansas City and then 65 surrounding counties. So within this chapter, the Kansas City Walk to End Alzheimer's is the biggest event, but we have different walks in like Emporia, Kansas, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. We have some throughout both Kansas and Missouri side to make sure that we're really serving as many populations as we can. And that part is mirrored by the national organization. So each local chapter is going to have a similar structure there. Each local chapter like us, us is also going to have a programs team that is doing the education events and um, publishing support groups. We do have a hotline as well that is, I think, the biggest perk to being a national organization. So it's an 800 number that operates 24-7 that anyone from any chapter can refer people into. And it is constantly manned by dementia specialists. Um, with that, that's about as far, I think, as our blanket goes of the national organization. Our programs team and us on the development side, we have our own ability to do what we think is best fitting to our community. So our programs team, for example, right now is really focused on diversity and inclusion. Alzheimer's is the disease that um, diversely impacts populations of like it's greater with women, it's greater in the Hispanic population, and there's a few other kind of tidbits there that it does impact more. So we are currently really focused on that in the Kansas City area and getting into those populations that are underserved with Alzheimer's and that it impacts more. So that's the thing that I think is really cool about it. Whenever I volunteered previously with national organizations, it feels very cut and dry. Like this is what you do in this city. There is no room for change because we found that this works. And so that's what we're going to do. Whereas we really get to specialize it to what we think Kansas City needs at the moment. And not just Kansas City, all of our counties that we're a part of. Um, we have different managers that oversee different areas. So they're able to decide what their area needs right now, which I think is really cool. And I'm sure other organizations do it. I know they do, but it's something that I haven't gotten to experience before in a nonprofit organization has been really cool to see that it's not just you put the hammer down and this is what it is and no change from there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It's like the perfect balance of national you know, systems, but then local culture to it. So that's awesome. Absolutely. 
So how can people get involved? Um, obviously, the walk is a big thing to part, like participate in it. But um, what else? What, what's your other advice for people that are thinking this is something they'd really want to get involved in? Yes, obviously, the walk is the biggest one. You can register. We have a website that's alzwalkkc.org. And you can register through there. It's super simple, has all the steps for it on the website. But if you do want to take it a step further, like you said, and you're wanting to get more involved, kind of do something like I did in getting a step forward with the association, first and foremost is to join a committee. We have various committees that you can join. They meet at different times of the month. But a committee is going to be a regular and recurring commitment. You can also join our board. We have different governing boards, and there are different qualifications for both a committee and a board and finding what fits you best. So we could always talk that through, and then you can choose what direction you want to go and with what committee. Um, you could also be a community educator. So these are the people that are going out the committee out into the community and doing the educational events. We have staff members that do it as well, but we're a volunteer-led organization. So that's really important to us that we have volunteers out there doing that. So that's going to be more on your own schedule based on your own availability and signing up for what works for you there. And then, like I've already talked about, that walk day volunteer is just going to be one day annually. You can do a few days up leading prior to it to volunteer on walk days to do set up, tear down, things like that. Um, and something I wanted to be sure to mention too is that obviously the Alzheimer's Association is what I have found, touches my heart and what works best for me. But the Alzheimer's Association may not be what's moving to everyone and what fulfills them and recharges their battery. So Kansas City is unique in the fact that it has a large amount of nonprofits per capita. So we have over, I think it's 10,000 registered nonprofits in the Kansas City area. So they're all going to be structured pretty similar to similarly to this. So they, they're going to have committees. They're going to have day of volunteers for their events. They're going to have people that get out in the community. So be sure to do your research and find something that works for you. Um, but there, it's really fulfilling to get to do that volunteer aspect of it and get to see the change that you're making in the community you're impacting. And what other benefits are there for getting involved with um, not only with Alzheimer's Association, but any not-for-profit organization like you've done it yourself? What what kind of benefits can people reap in their lives by doing that besides just helping out? <laughs> yes, I feel like I could talk forever about this. There's professional benefits. There's personal benefits. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you could take your volunteering so I think the biggest one, especially for me, was being able to practice new skills in an environment that feels professional, but doesn't have the pressure of a job. It doesn't have the pressure of thinking, oh, if I mess this up, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get written up. Something's going to go wrong that's going to fall back on me. You have the team of your committee or of the organization that you're with to support you and guide you through that if you're struggling with it. But things like Teamwork, communication, problem solving, project planning are all things that we need our volunteers to have and that we're happy to build up in people. And all nonprofits are going to be like that. They're going to want to help make everyone better and improve themselves. And you can take those skills then and have practiced them in a safe environment and take them back into your work and be better off for it. Um, in that same vein or same example is that you do have the opportunity to like I really enjoy work I'm someone that likes going to work it makes me excited every day I like using those kind of skills I like doing project planning and things like that um, and but work can really drain me and it can make me tired and it can really bog me down because there is all that pressure again but whenever I was volunteering I got to use those same skills to further a mission that made me feel like I was doing something for my community and that I was making a difference so in turn, it made me really happy. I got to invite people from my team at work out to events like that. And we could use it almost as like a team bonding opportunity or a networking opportunity. 
So there's a lot of professional benefits that, again, I feel like I could speak on this topic forever of the benefits of volunteering. But then personally is more broad, I think. And like I said at the beginning of this question, that there are multiple ways that you could take your volunteer experience. So it really promotes a good, just healthy lifestyle, both physically and mentally. Like my husband came and volunteered on walk day and I think he unloaded a hundred plus cases of water bottles from a box truck. That was his job the whole day. So that's really good physical health. He was sore the next day. He felt like he got a good workout. It was what he enjoyed and what he wanted to do that day. Um, but then me, it really helps my mental health to get to go out in the community and talk with people and tell them about our services that we offer. And it gives me a joy seeing that benefit in them. So there's a lot of different ways that you can work it. You also get good interpersonal skills. Um, there's just a lot of benefits to it. And again, the best part is that you can tailor it to be whatever you need and what you're looking for in that experience. I love that. I can feel your passion. I'm like, I, it's like, I love when someone's so passionate about something because like, I, I'm excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I never thought about that. Like really need to, yeah, take that and run with it. So it's awesome. Is that I always had this passion with my career that I was doing prior and I worked in private events for the most part and like I said I loved creating memories for people and I love doing that but this is the first time that this passion and exuding it doesn't drain me out like it's really cool to do something that you're feeling an impact and you feel that happiness that you're bringing to other people and the benefit that you're giving um, it's just really unique and I think working in nonprofit is just a completely different world than the corporate world and it's been really cool to see how they can overlap and how there's benefits to both and how you can bring benefits from one side over to the other side. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you see the Alzheimer's Association's growth kind of going hand in hand with what's happening in Kansas City and our growth as a community? Yeah, something that's been really exciting for me to see coming on board and full-time staff with the association is that like I said, we're in an era of treatment of the association. So it's really exciting. It's new to us. We haven't had a treatment that's been approved by the FDA that's working this well and this consistently. Um, and at that same time that we're doing that on a national and local level with the association, Kansas City is booming and it is growing in population. And that's going to require more service from us too. So there's mm -hmm. the really fun stuff that's booming with Kansas City, like winning the Super Bowl, getting the World Cup, having the new airport terminal. But then that all with all that comes more people that are going to need served better and more extensively. And we're getting ready to be able to do that for them. So it's really cool to see happening at the same time and how the organization and the city are really lining up with the where we're going and the trajectory. And again, I know I said this a million times, but I'm just so excited to be a part of it and so excited to share it with the city. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So fun. Okay, last question. This is something I try to ask everyone on the podcast. What's a great meal you've had in Kansas City recently that you were like, mm, that was so good. Everyone needs to try it. Um, it could be like fancy, casual, whatever. Can I have two answers? I want to Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So fancy is I went to Stock Hill recently down just off the plaza. If you are a steak seafood person, it was no joke, the best meal I've had. And like I said, I lived in Nashville and they got pretty good cooking down there. They got some good food down there. And that is by far exceeds any of it. It was incredible. Got the filet down there. Delicious. On a more casual setting, I love pizza. Me and my family love pizza. We're pizza people. So Grinders and the Crossroads has the best pizza and specifically the best fried mushrooms. So please try them if you go. If you Even if you've had the pizza, you need to do the fried mushrooms too. They're perfect. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, I'm a ranch snob. Do you know, is do they have good ranch for the mushrooms? Oh my gosh. 
I, without going into too much detail, I, in college, created my maiden name was Fry, F-R-Y. And so I created an Instagram account called Fries and Ranch, and I rated ranch. <laughs> so yes, they have the best ranch. It's really good, especially in the fried mushrooms. I think that's what makes me like it so much is I get to dunk them in some ranch. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing worse than you get something that's fried really well, but then they give you, like, packets of ranch. I'm like, oh the point of this this isn't good yeah yeah oh we're we're so midwest it hurts (laughs) really bad it was funny anytime i go outside of kansas city or meet anyone from elsewhere and they discover how much i love ranch they're instantly like oh are you from the midwest and i'm like yep and i'm proud of it so leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) all right uh madison thank you so much for your time thank you for coming on tell people where can they find you where can they connect with the alzheimer's association um, if this has been interesting to them and they kind of want to follow up on it. Yeah. So Instagram and TikTok, I'm Mads, M-A-D-S underscore Ross, R-O-S-S with another underscore. And then the Alzheimer's Association is going to be at www.alz, Z is in zebra for alls, dot org. And then, like I said, the Kansas City Walk to End Alzheimer's website is A-L-Z-Walk-K-C. Dot org. You can go there for more information about the walk, volunteering, registering for it, fundraising, all that good stuff's going to be in there. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and let's go grab something fried with ranch sometime soon. Absolutely. I'm down. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us today. If we haven't already, let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok at Rach the Realtor KC. We're back right here every Thursday morning with a new guest on Connecting KC. See you next time.